Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Elves Workshop in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today show that's in that holiday spirit when we're in a black shirt the traditional color of christmas <laughs> my name is greg tupper i'm the managing editor of dave campbell's texas football magazine texasfootball.com of course running website thank you for spending part of your day with us whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on the facebook.com or listening to us on the podcast which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice either way thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today in her Christmas sweater. She is the Duchess of the Dorks, never more so than today. She is Ashley Pickle. <laughs> I love this one. It's so great. Look, see? It's got a bear on it and a little turtleneck. <laughs> is that a built-in turtleneck? Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, we're not Okay. Boy. I mean, if we're, okay, listen, man. If we're going to be in here the week of Christmas, we're bringing out, like, the top. The guns. Not, that's the one thing that's good. I get more Christmas sweater time this year. It's the big gun. So, yeah, I get it. That's true. There you go. Today is Monday, December 21st, 2020. 338 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 1086, yes? Yep. 1086 is the Merkin Valdez episode. On today's show, my friends, we got a big show. Very big show. we got Monday morning fallout. I'm going to overreact to the football weekend. Perhaps you heard there were some football happenings this weekend. We will attempt to break <laughs> oh, all I that must down have missed in Monday morning fallout. <laughs> then... Big time guest. <laughs> yeah, we will be talking to the head coach of the two A division, two uh, A Division two state champion, Windthorst Trojans, who a gave me my only loss on my picks this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> in the state championships, and b sprung one of the biggest upsets in UIL eleven man Texas high school football state championship history with their win over March. We will talk with Coach Chris Tackett coming up here in just a little bit. And then in the back half of the show, we're gonna rank them. We're gonna rank all seven state championship games from most in- least enjoyable. Oh, that's a poor way to phrase it. Uh, to least competitive. It's not even almost, that. Yeah. But it's like from ba- from ba- the banger quotient. Right. Okay. okay. Right, we're gonna go from from the the the, the least banger mm-hmm. to the most banger. We're gonna rank all seven of them coming up here at the back half of the show. Do we first fourth through the door? We sure do. It was Allison Brown, Aaron Flynn, Alan Shepard, and Rob Hadaway. And in the pre-show, we had a comment high from across the pond. There, uh, mm. Arno is watching from Germany. Oh, I thought across the pond he meant like across Cedar Creek Lake, and he was yeah. watching in like Malakoff, which yeah. is like, hey. Shout out. Welcome you. here. Welcome here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Shout like out. like the, you know, the massive pond over there. Oh, oh that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the ocean. <laughs> okay. Saltwater pond. All right. Pickle. Ready? Mm-hmm. Hit the air right side. It's time for Monday Morning Fallout. Monday Morning Fallout, of course, when we overreact to the football weekend and a bit to do, a bit to talk about from the weekend. Yeah. We will start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, 27 hours of magic. It was awesome. This is with all due respect to the six-man 1A Division One state championship game. Congratulations to Sterling City. Mm-hmm. And with all due respect to Friday. All Congratulations again to Carthage and to Argyle on their state championships. With all due respect to them, there was 27 hours. Mm-hmm of state championship games that are 
among it's among the biggest heater that we've seen in state championships. When you start with the two A Division two state championship game with Winthorst's upset win over Martin, mm-hmm. you're buzzing all night. Oh yeah. Come back the next morning, you get Shiner and Post. And now Shiner and Post ended up being not ended up being not super competitive in the end. Mm-hmm. But A, it was still fun. Yep. Real fun. And B, that first half was really good. That's what, the first half was banging, and then the and then Shiner stuff made, yeah. that Doug Brooks right. was doing to humans was from so a, fun to watch. From a from, a, from an enjoyable <laughs> yeah. perspective, the it excitement was never watch. died. Right, it was even just, when the score kind of got right. away. It got out, it got away from post there, but it ended up being fun. Then you get three A Division two with Canadian and Franklin, which was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Some of the best, like maybe the best eight minutes that we saw all week. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then you get Jim Ned and Hallettsville. Which, like we said in the instant reaction video, just when you thought it couldn't get any more crazy. Let's go to overtime. Three Division One. That 27 hours, from 7 o'clock mm-hmm. on Wednesday until about 10 o'clock-ish on Thursday. Hang that in the Louvre. Yeah. Okay? That is as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. That little slice... Because I tell you guys all the time that this is a show based on honesty. And I will be honest. A lot of high school football games are boring. Mm-hmm. There are. Plain and simple. There are teams that are overmatched. A lot of them most, mostly in the regular season. If you're watching from a neutral perspective, I would saying, say. From yeah. a neutral perspective. A lot of high school football games are boring. Not all of them. But a lot of them. But when it's good, it's the best. Best. Yes. And you had this 27 hours that were just magic. That everything that happened during that 27 hours mm-hmm. is something we're going to talk about for years and years and years. That's true. And I, I looked it up. I was thinking about the last time we had. I mean, we had three one-point games. Yeah. Three of uh, three out of the first four 11-man 11 11 games. games were decided by a point. Right. <laughs> like, right. Oh, cow. That is magic and I went back and it's not the same because it's not like these weren't one point games Mm -hmm. but I think the last time that we had this stretch like this was in 2014 Mm -hmm. that's when you had Gilmer's upset win over West Orange Shark you had that crazy Navasota Argyle game that went into overtime you had Ennis Cedar Park shout out Mike Craven you had um, a a really underrated Alito Temple game Mm -hmm. which is which I think people forget that game uh, you had Kyler Murray's swan song. That's kind of, mm-hmm. I would say, the equivalent of the Shiner Post game of yep. like, of not super competitive, but really fun to watch. Watch, yeah. Uh, and then you had um, the 6A Division Two game was, um, what was the 6A Division Two game? Oh, it was Katie Cedar Hill. Katie Cedar Hill. That stretch is the, is the bet, that stretch that we had on this past weekend, this past week. Is the best stretch we've had since 2014. Yeah. And it's not always like that. No. And we need to make sure we appreciate it. Thought number one. Thought number two. The facade crumbles. Let's talk about college football. And let's talk. This is going to be bigger than just what happened at Texas A&M. Okay? This is bigger than that. So the college football playoff comes out this mm-hmm. weekend. Or on Saturday or Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. morning. Uh, and A&M's left out. A&M's fifth ranked. I am not here to really bang the drum that A&M should be in the top four. Do I think personally they are deserving of being there instead of Notre Dame? Yeah, I do. That's me. That's my take. But I also think reasonable people can disagree. Right. Okay? I also think reasonable people can disagree. What I am very interested in is I'm going to enjoy the last four-team college football playoff, which is what this is. Because the word is out. Okay, the secret's out that the committee is not interested in putting the four most deserving teams in the playoff. No, they don't want group of five schools in there. They're not. They do not want them in there. Because if they were, A, again, my opinion, I think A&M should be in. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. You are free to disagree. But Cincinnati had never had a chance. Nope. Coastal Carolina never had a chance. Which... I'm sorry, but how in the world do they end up in the Cure Bowl? It's embarrassing. 
That is. is pathetic. It's embarrassing. They're undefeated <laughs> conference champions, and they are in the fourth most. They're in the fourth best bowl in Orlando. That made me more upset than A and M not getting into the playoffs. It is. It is. It is really. And so what we what I think everyone now realizes. What everyone now realizes is that the college football playoff committee is not a football organization. They are not. Mm-mm. They are a political organization, mm-hmm. and they make decisions based on political matters plain and simple plain and simple and they looked at the situation and i guarantee you i guarantee you the conversation in that building was well we could have an alabama versus a&m rematch or we could cash a notre dame check Mm -hmm. plain and simple i'm telling you how it is i'm not i'm i'm not conspiracy guy but what I am is I can look at what's happening here and look at the the history of the college football playoff where they leave out Baylor and TCU in 2014. Yep. And yeah, I'm still bitter about it. Uh, yeah. They leave out Baylor and, tw- uh, and TCU in 2014. Now they leave out A&M. And again, I think that's a closer call. Yes. But it is, it is extremely clear. You have to be naive to believe that they are going in there truly thinking, well, I don't know. Let's figure out who the four best teams are because there is no way that you come up with those rankings Mm -hmm. with a three-loss Iowa State team ahead of unbeaten Coastal Carolina if you are going into that in good faith. Plain and simple. And, and, And so, look, if you are upset, like I am, and again, I, again, I go back to it. I'm not here to, to, to really cape for A&M, mm-hmm. okay? I would have preferred they were in. I think that's the right move, but I think reasonable people can disagree on that. Mm-hmm. But I think the entire rankings is a joke. And if you are upset, vote with your remote. Don't watch. Yep. Plain and simple. Because the one thing they'll respond to is dipping ratings. Plain and simple. So that's thought. I think the other thing too is those Cincinnati's and Coastal Carolina need to go into their bowl games and absolutely beat the living poop out of people. But and but why? Well, but I'm, why? I'm What's just saying, it prove? like, because here's the thing. I if, also if think the rate the you're completely right about the only thing that they're going to respond to is the ratings. But I think that more people would hop on the bandwagon of not watching the semifinal games if. Here's here's what I'm about. Okay, here's where I'm at on it. I think, and, and I, I tweeted this the other day, I actually think A&M's in a better position. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably better that got left out. Here's why. Going into 2021, depending on who comes back and stuff like that, if they go and they beat North Carolina, a mm-hmm. good North Carolina team, oh, yeah. in the Orange Bowl, if they beat them, and Notre Dame gets launched into the sun by Alabama, mm-hmm. which is likely, <laughs> then... All the talk in the offseason is going to be about, well, actually, I think A&M might have been the third best team in the country, and we mm-hmm. just didn't know it. Yeah. Right? And that's going to build on them. Anyway, I, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. It just it gets my blood pressure. Up. Okay. Thought number three, your turn, big schools. So, look, you remember at the beginning of the year, in August, in August, we had those four weeks mm-hmm. where it was small schools in the spotlight, mm-hmm. where that's all anybody was talking about, Right? Well, here you go, big schools. The small schools showed out. The small schools put on a show. Mm-hmm. The small schools kept us entertained. The small schools kept us engaged. The small schools did their part. Small schools, grab a seat, guys. Good Great on work. You. Great work. Grab Good a shower. Pat on the butt. Get out of here. Good job. Yep. Well done. Well done. Go be with your family. Great season. <laughs> Great season. Big schools, your turn to pick up the rope. Yep. And they set the bar high. Very, very high. So you got to bring the heat. That's my three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker for Argyle running back Tito Bice, who was a man-child in their big win over uh, in their big win over Lindale. He ran for four first-half touchdowns, ended up with a grand total of 152 yards and four touchdowns in an offensive MVP performance. Uh, a helmet sticker for Argyle running back Tito Bice. It was great, by the way, Shahan J. Raj has a great piece up on TexasFootball.com about Tito Bice and overcoming his knee injuries and stuff like that mm-hmm. to, to do that. A helm sticker for Texas A&M quarterback Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond was, that, that was, 
I think that was Kellen best game as an Aggie last week, this week against Tennessee. He was razor sharp. Mm-hmm. And by the way, they were not always, Anum was not always super sharp in that game. But Kellen Mond was, he was razor sharp. He was locked in. That was Kellen Mond's best game as an Aggie, in my opinion. He gets a helmet sticker. And a helmet sticker for Sterling City running back Cross Caniddle. It's pronounced Caniddle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he takes home offensive MVP honors in the 1A Division I state championship game with an incredible performance. 11 carries, 249 yards, and four touchdowns, including that fourth down Yes. There was like 4th and 17, Mm -hmm. and they go, because it was like 4th and 12, they get a false start penalty. Back to about 4th and 17, and I'm thinking like, well, nobody punts in six-man football, but it's like, you know, they know who's going to get the ball. They're going to key on him. Yeah. It's incredible, just weaving through the defenders all the way in for a score. Um, And that ended up being, really, that was right before half. I think it ended up being a 36-yard touchdown run, and that put him up like 44-22, and it's like, that was, that really took down May. Did you? That was was incredible. So, a helmet sticker for Sterling Sitter running back across Canadale. I don't remember what the – I wouldn't say the name of the kid anyway, even if I did remember it, but there was one more kid in the six-man game. Did you see him run straight into the goalpost trying to catch a pass? We saw it, kid. It was funny. We're not going to lie, but, you know, you Glad played okay. a good game. Glad, Glad you're, you're okay. okay. <laughs> Three to C. This is the final segment on Money More Fallout. Three to C. One o'clock Thursday at Legacy Stadium in Katy. Oh. It is Katie Tompkins in Galena Park, North Shore, a battle of unbeatens. If you like Houston area heavyweight showdowns, keep an eye on this one. Three to see Katie Tompkins in Galena Park, North Shore, <laughs> as you're trying to put together the graphic. There you go. <laughs> Great. I have the other ones. How about the Myrtle Beach Bowl? One thirty p.m. Which is going on in 70 minutes. <laughs> Let's go. One thirty p.m. The North Texas Mean Green take on Appalachian State. The inaugural Myrtle Beach Bowl, may I add. Conway, South Carolina. <laughs> At the Chanticleers. The Chanticleers. <laughs> Look, that's there's greatness there. Yeah. Uh, the Myrtle on Beach the, Bowl on going the field. on today at 1.30. It's happening. There's that. And finally... 2 o'clock Saturday at Mesquite Memorial Stadium. Denton Ryan and Longview. And this is going to be a terrific, terrific, terrific game. Longview Longview beat their chest yes. this past weekend. I mean, if you had any sort of doubt, they went out there and said, uh-uh, mm-hmm. sit down. It is. Uh, it was it was impressive. And now they get the number one team in the state. So Longview and Denton Ryan. That is Monday morning fallout. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's our subscription package. Two magazines, including the recruiting edition. We just got some in the... So subscribers have already gotten... A, a, a fair number of them have already gotten their, their copy. Uh, we just got some in the office, so there's that. I need to replace this. Love you, Shane. Uh, but we're going to replace that. But you get the recruiting edition. You get the summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Of course, it comes out in the summer. Uh, all sorts of great stuff. We've got a ton of stuff lined up for the offseason, too. But we've got a lot of stuff for this final uh, push of high school football uh, at TexasFootball.com for insiders. If you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe, you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and become one of the cool kids. So TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of the Class 2A Division II state champion, Mart Pant. I'm sorry. I am I appear to be reading this incorrectly. I think you sent me the wrong thing, Pickle. It's, Did I? It says that Winthorpe won the 2A Division II state I... championship, but there's no way that's correct. <laughs> in fact... I, we, can, I can confirm that. We are, <laughs> we are joined by the head coach of those 2A Division II state champion, Winthorpe Trojans, is Coach Chris Tackett. Coach, how was your weekend? <laughs> Uh, it's been pretty nice so far. I can certainly imagine that. Um, first and foremost, congratulations on an unbelievable victory and an unbelievable season uh, for your guys. Um, I'm curious. I know you go into to every game believing you guys have, have a shot and you guys are going to go in there and bring out the victory. Was there a specific moment or a, a time in the game where you, when you're going up against Mart where you go, Man, we really might just do this stinking thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
you know, I think with uh, uh, with getting the uh, getting the fumble recovery there on the, when uh, when they punted and the mm-hmm. drop snap and and when we got that and and put that uh, put a score on the board first. I mean, I think that you know because I'm going to say Mark didn't have to play too many games from behind, mm-hmm. and I mean, I just think that uh, I think that got the monkey off the back of the kids or you know whatever because we I mean. When played lights out after that. So let's go through the, the week leading up to this game. You guys know you're taking on the number one team, pretty much the undisputed number one team in 2A Division II. Um, did, did you guys talk about being underdogs going into this game, or was it, look, we're going to go out there and we're just going gonna to play our game, and if we play our game, we're going to win? I, I pretty much that. I mean, I, what what we told the kids from, from the, you know, the moment we knew the matchup is like, we have the two best teams in the state of Texas playing in the state championship. And, you know, you can say what you want to about about anybody, but that, that's all it is. It's two best teams going at each other. And, and uh, you know, it's even money when you get out there on the field. Uh, we're talking with Chris Tackett, the head coach of the Winthorst Trojans here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Um, I think all, all everybody wants to talk about the defense because this was a Mart team that had been absolutely running past people, running over people. Uh, and and I, know, um, I know a lot of credit has, has gone to you and your coaching staff and defense coordinator Juan Cavazos uh, as far as putting together this, this incredible game plan can you take us a little bit inside what the game plan was to to take down and, and really bottle up what had been one of the most explosive teams not only in 2a division two but but in the state yeah uh and i mean you got with with so the weapons that they have and just you know on the corners and in the backfield and you know of course the you know the quarterback is just he's phenomenal and uh i mean we kind of went into it as try to try to make them earn every yard and you know and we we gave up the one long run but i mean other than that i mean that was that was kind of the game plan is you know you know don't let them score from 80 and you know don't don't let them hit the home run and uh you know make them work for the first downs you know get the ball back to the offense just just kind of you know wear them down and, and you know just try to hit them in the mouth every chance we got uh, you go back to uh, you know the, the what ended up being the game-winning drive, um, and you guys take over um, you know with about four minutes to go, and at that point the offense had had done enough, but you know to, to stay in the game, but hadn't really sust- had that long sustained drive yet. Um, going into that drive, what did you tell your offense? Um, you know, you guys take over at you know at the at the twenty-five. Um, right. at your own 25, what did you tell your offense going out there for what ended up being the, the state championship winning drive? Well, I mean, and we, and go back to the, you know, we go, go back to the Albany game. We kind of had that same situation, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, we're, we're down. We, we've got to have, we've got to have a score here. And I think with the kids having experienced that, uh, I mean, they were, they were, they were cool as grass. I mean, they knew there was a job. I mean, there was no, you could look in their eyes and tell them that, and tell that you know they were they were ready for the challenge, and uh, you know it, it was kind of like we kind of like we talk about. We just you know we've got plenty of time. We've got timeouts. Uh, you know we just have to make first downs and 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 you know get the ball down the field. One of the guys, the guy who ended up being your uh, the 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 offensive MVP of the game, uh, in Kyle Wolf, the the wide receiver. Um, you know this is a guy who came up huge for you guys. Play after play after play, he was the go-to guy when you needed that big play. Um, what can you know? I can watch the I can watch the the film and I can tell you that he's a pretty good player. But you're the guy who sees him every day in practice. What is it about him that that makes him special? Uh, I, he comes to work every day, and he is unselfish. And he will. I mean, he'll lay it down for his teammates. He's. I mean, he's going to do. He's going to. Uh, he. He took over, you know, on that drive, and it was like, you know, you you get me the ball, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make first downs, and uh, well, we we sure tried every chance we could get. <laughs> uh, and, and well, and we're talking with uh, Chris Tackett of Winthorpe here, coach. Of course, there there is a lot of talk about that two point conversion. 
Um, the two-point conversion, you guys, you, you, you get another ch uh, shot at the, the extra point. Uh, and I will, be, I will be honest, I'm watching, I'm back at the Fox Sports Southwest Studios, and they cut to a camera shot of you, and you got this grin on your face. Of like, I know something yeah. that nobody else in this building knows. What was going through? What was going through your was mind? Was it that obvious? I have a terrible poker <laughs> face. What, what was going? What was going through your mind at that point where you guys are now up to the one and a half yard line? Was it just going through your mind about like we're about to win a stinking state championship? Yeah, uh, I mean, it was really close. I mean, when the coaches talked before, you know, before we even sent the PAT team out and it's like and it's like me and Coach Belcher and Coach Belcher, you know, get you know, called a marvel everything was marvelous on that drive and it was like, you know, and it was I mean there was talk about, you know, man, let's we just need to go for two right now and and see what happens and well we you know, we kinda of talked ourselves out of it and as we were walking back it was like, you know, hey Coach Belcher, well, what do you if they jump on this I mean, I think we got we got to go for two, right? And he said, "You dang right." <laughs> and, uh, and and so I mean, so it was already. I think I don't know when the shot was, but I mean, maybe after I saw the flag, I mean, I'm like, okay, and <laughs> we know we know the play we're going to run, and let's go. It was it was a brilliant play call, and and of course, uh, the the you know game winning two point conversion gets run in uh, by Ethan Belcher, and and I want to ask about Ethan inside Belcher, guys who have been your your bell cows really for this entire season. Uh, the, the the cousins come through big uh, in on on the big stage, um, and then obviously uh, you got you got a Belcher on the on the sideline as well. Uh, how much has that family meant to to this Trojans program? Oh, I mean they're. They're super, super people. They're super family, and uh, I mean, you know, they, I can't, I can't say enough about them. They're, they're, they're about the team. Uh, they're about their faith, uh, and I mean, they're, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna profess it and, and, and make no bones about it. And I mean, they're about doing what's right. And I mean, it's, it's really a great story, uh, you know, for, for high school kids that you know you can. You know, you don't you don't have to be. So you can be a teammate, and you can you know you can trust your God, and and to, you know to take care of you you know through hard times. And I mean, it's a it's a testament to them, and you know just really, I mean, it's you want those kind of guys on your team when when you're you know facing facing adversity. And finally, Coach, you know, for for you personally, you know, you've this is your your ninth season there at at Winthorpe as the head coach. You were there for a long time under longtime coach Bill Green, who took them to to two state championships with with the Trojans. For you personally, um, you know, as a guy who's been with this program now for, you know, I'm not trying to date you here, but nearly a quarter. Yeah, nearly, <laughs> that's nearly, all right. nearly it's already been done. <laughs> How satisfying is this for you to help guide the the Trojans to their third title? It's, you know, it, it's super satisfying. It's, it's, it's very humbling. Uh, I just, I mean, the, the kind words I received from, from coaches all over and, you know, it's, it's, you know, like our little group, you know, in the district and then in the area and then across the state. I mean, I was just, I was inundated with, with just, you know, really nice words said about me, you know, not really used to that. So <laughs> I was, I was uh, I, I was humbled beyond belief, and then so thankful that, you know, so thankful that I could be a part of it, and and just had this group of kids. He's Chris Tackett. He's the head coach of the two A Division two state champion Winthorpe Trojans. Coach, really appreciate your time again. Congratulations on on an outstanding, outstanding season, outstanding a well earned state championship. And I know you texted me and said you haven't stopped talking about it uh, since then. <laughs> um, you can at least take a little bit of a break after this interview and, and quit talking about it. All righty. <laughs> Thanks, coach. Well, I, I I sure appreciate it. Thank you. There he goes, Chris Tackett, head coach of the Winthorpe Trojans. Uh, a stunning, stunning, stunning. And and look, I mean, I'll be I'll be entirely honest. Mm -hmm. We were having we were in this we were in the Dave Campbell Slack, not physically together, but we were all talking stuff mm -hmm. like that. And we looked at the state championship slate, and we were looking at it. We were like, man, I really hope those six man games are good because there's a fair chance 
that Mart runs away and hides from Winthor's. Right. It that just, was that was one of the thoughts, and it's yeah, like, like a there's, heavy favorite. There's a, they were, and 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 I think you heard Coach, you know, allude to it. it's like, yeah, you know, but we we're the two best teams in the state, mm-hmm. and no matter what happens, I love it up. I, yeah, I loved I love the clean slate comment because it's yeah. so true. I mean, and that's why that's what makes our job so fun with predictions and stuff like that is just being able to sit there and go, you know, this is the team that we're thinking probably will win. We love being proved wrong on that, just like that, know. with a clean slate, because you get into that stadium and it's anyone's game. It's I mean, if you minutes. if you made it there, if you look, why yeah. why there are no accidental state finalists. No, you don't you know go through, I mean? and that's the thing. Like especially in high school football, you don't go through six rounds of games to accidentally stumble your no. way into Jerry World. It doesn't Nobody happen. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. And and what is so amazing is they got. They did what basically no other team has done mm-hmm. since with Mart basically in the last four years, which is they got them to play their game. Mm-hmm. Normally what happens is Mart goes out there, their speed is so overwhelming, and then you're chasing, and it's kind of over before you even right. get your bearings. Instead, they go out there, they throw the first punch, they score first. They get. A, they get. A, they, like all they need was that one break. Mm-hmm. I. I think he's exactly right. That that punt, like the botched punt, right. For for Mart, for them to pounce on that mm-hmm. and then go down and score. You know, I thought that was that that went right absolutely according to the plan. Like they needed a break mm-hmm. early. They got it and then they played their game. Well, and I don't unbelievable, unbelievable, yeah. and such a credit to that coaching staff, such a credit to those kids mm-hmm. who were just like. They're like they're grinders. That's yeah. what they are. They are grinders, and they grinded out this win, mm-hmm. and 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 now they get a state championship, and it's it's remarkable. It remarkable. really is, and that's what I don't know what y'all were saying at Fox, but I know obviously in in our booth at AT and T, we were going go for two, coach. Of course, go oh. for two. You have oh. to. You have. You cannot give. You next... cannot give Rodrell Freeman well, time and and any of that. And no. yeah, I love the, I love the smile comment because you could see it. He's like, we're doing it. We're going for it. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, we got this. We We're got good. this. We can do it. We're good. And it's funny because, like, I was sitting next to Coach Ken Purcell, uh-huh. our analyst on Fox Sports Southwest. We're there in the bunker getting ready for the postgame show. We're just watching the game. And and I go, like, I just, like, as they're getting close to the end zone, like, as it becomes apparent, it's like, they're going to score. Yeah. Like, I kind of stand up and I look over at them and I go, you go for two, right, Coach? And Coach is usually pretty conservative about this. Right. He looked at me and goes, okay. oh, yeah. You oh yeah, two. yeah. There was you never, never a doubt in our mind. We were like, "Go for two. and then you got a walked chance. it right in. You, you know? got a chance, and and an un, a virtuoso defensive performance from Winthorst, mm-hmm. and just I can't say enough, man. I can't say enough. That that was. I mean, it's hard to say it, but like that was maybe the most impressive performance of the weekend. Oh, because yeah. of what they were able to do. No, and, I completely and, like, agree. It's, it's it was fun. Anyway, it that was fun. one was, it was so stinking fun, fun to watch. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway, appreciate Coach Chris Tackett. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. All right, Pickle. Let's do it. We watched seven high school football games state champions this week. Um... At AT&T Stadium in Arlington, you were there. I was. I was not. I was in the studio watching all of it. Um, watching all of it. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. But we're going to rank them. We're going to rank the seven state championship games on the banger scale. Yes. Okay? So from the the least banger to the most banger. Mm-hmm. Now look, and I say this every year when I do this segment. Mm-hmm. If you are a Sterling City fan... That was your favorite game of the weekend. Right. Right? Yeah. If you were a Hallettsville fan, mm-hmm. that was probably your least favorite game of the weekend. Right. Okay? <laughs> we are coming at this from a neutral observer perspective mm-hmm. of how much of a banger was this game? Right. How much fun was it to watch? How much excitement did we get? How much for a neutral fan, mm-hmm. for the guy who's flipping channels and happens to yep. come across the game, how much are they going to be after the game be like, that was awesome? Fix and say, this is like putting someone that's never seen a high school football yeah. game and sticking them in a room and saying, okay, 
you're either he's it's either going to turn him yes. into a fan or say I'm never watching that again. Right. Right. This is not a this is not be to be clear, this is not an uh, a reflection on the quality of the teams or anything like that. This is just from an entertainment value perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay? We start with number 7, the 4A Division 1 state championship game, Argyle 49, Lindale 21. Um, we mentioned Tito Bice. Mm-hmm. And the running game they had was so impressive. And it became pretty clear, pretty early mm-hmm. how this game was going to go. Mm-hmm. Argyle looked like a team on a mission. They like, looked like a mm-hmm. team that was not going to let anything stand in their way. And I feel like the turnover super early on with the kick or mm-hmm. the I think it was the miss punt, yeah. but it was like that to me was the moment where you go, okay, not was, only is their offense humming, their defense is humming. It was, the, it was humming. the kick well, special teams too. Special and, yeah. and the kickoff the kickoff it was the kickoff, mm-hmm. if you remember, they scored to go up fourteen nothing. And um, then with two minutes left in the game in, in the first quarter. It was the and high snap. The kick, it was, no, it was a kickoff. Oh, okay. And they they just I don't know what was going on. They botched basically picking it up. Right. I think it kinda landed between two guys. Argyle pounces on it. They get it one play later. Tio Bice is in the end zone. They score twice in eleven nine seconds. Seconds, yeah. And at that point, it's twenty-one nothing. And the way the Argyle defense was playing, you could at just that tell. Point, yeah, all, you're like, all phases of the game were like, solid. Is, this is pretty much over. And so from there, um, Argyle goes in the half, twenty-eight nothing. Mm-hmm. Lindale's really struggling offensively at yeah. that point. They do pick it up in the second half. Um, See, I was impressed with the second half that they were able to mm-hmm. utilize other weapons than just Jordan Jenkins. They really kind of got the pass game going there, and yeah. so that was exciting for a second, but the deficit was just too big was at too that much. point. The deficit was too much, and and so it was one of those things, and that's what Argyle does. Like That was a vintage Todd Rogers team mm-hmm. going out there, jumping on a team, and saying like, we're going to hold you at arm's length the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And so Argyle wins their second state championship, um, I think also I'll also say this. It, it maybe it's because it was this, it was the last game. Yeah. And we were like a little bit tired. We're like okay. And it was like you know at that point. I mean look, it was it was forty nine fourteen with two minutes left in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jordan Jenkins put on a touchdown late. Um, ran for a twenty five yard touchdown late. But like that was all cosmetic. I mean mm-hmm. it. In a lot of ways, this game was over. I would say this game was over with two minutes left in the first right. quarter. And so, as a result, we were just like, all right, we're playing out the string. Argyle's going to win this game. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're the more dominant team in this right. game. So, that ranks number seven. Number six, 1A Division One, Sterling City in May. So, we go from the last game to the first game. Mm-hmm. This game was really interesting in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 14-14 coming out of the first quarter, and Caden Hulk was doing Caden Hulk things. Hulkamania. <laughs> Hulkamania was running wild. Oh, thank you. Uh, Hulkamania was running wild. May suffered a couple of injuries. Yes. And when you're going up against Sterling City, who is not only one of the very best teams in the state, but also one of the deepest. Yeah, especially for six-man. It, it was really over from there. And talking with Granger Hunters, you can see our instant reaction on TexasFootball.com. Excuse me. Looked good, by the way. Thanks. Um, <laughs> we did on we did on Zoom. Yeah. Um, but Granger talking with Granger Huntress, he was like that that depth really hurt May and it was such a buoy for Sterling City. And beyond that, like it, you just saw May starting to get worn down. Mm-hmm. But that's what Sterling City does; they wear people down, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. Um, so we had a great first quarter, and then it was all Sterling City from there. Yep. It ends up being ends up ending. After 23 seconds into the third quarter, uh, yeah. with uh, Damian Calderon hitting Hudson Cox for game or for a touchdown, and then um, Raul Sanchez kicks the game-winning two-point mm-hmm. kick, they win their state championship, 68-22. Um, it gets the very slight nod over the Argyle game, only because we had a full, interesting first quarter. Quarter, yep. Um, but past that, it became pretty clear that Cross Canidal was going to take over this game, and and it was just it was not going to yeah. not going to matter from there. So unfortunately, we we you know now look credit to credit to, to to Sterling City. I mean they scored they scored forty points in the second quarter. I mean they went off. They the, it was that's, impressive. That second quarter was fun to watch just from like a oh my goodness mm-hmm. like it's a track meet out there. Right. So that is number six, number five. Carthage 70, Gilmer 14. Mm-hmm. And you're probably thinking, well, Tepper, this was the well, biggest blowout. Score. This is the biggest blowout of the weekend. What are you thinking? Aha. The first quarter. 
The first five the minutes. First five, the, it was six minutes. Yeah, the first six minutes first of six that minutes. game. If you missed it, I appreciate Coach Allen Metzl and Gilmer mm-hmm. and what they did. They went with the crazy, crazy guy in the fight. fight. <laughs> you don't want to fight a crazy guy because you don't know what they're going to do. No. Like, you're just like, they throw you off, and like, you can be a way better fighter, fighter than them, but it doesn't matter because they're crazy. <laughs> you don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> and so Gilmer comes out, and they open up the game with an onside kick. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. Right. Okay. But love the energy. Yes. Okay. Come up with a stop. Yep. Fourth down stop. Get the ball back. They start getting the screen game going. Suddenly, mm-hmm. they're up 7 nothing on a 52-yard touchdown pass to Rohan Fluellen. Okay. Well, here comes the crazy. They do another onside kick, and they get it. And they got it. <laughs> a different onside kick this time. Different style onside kick. It was kick. really good. Yeah, it was, it, was the, it was the boot great and follow. Field, yeah, great field position. So they get the ball to the 50-yard line. Six plays later, they end the end zone again. They're up 14-0, and we're going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> what well, is going on? Let me be clear. Some people were going, oh, my gosh. The coal in the engine hadn't quite heated up yet. <laughs> they kept, they kept, Fox kept doing shots over to, to Scott Surratt, and he was just sitting there just like, you don't know what you just did. As You pissed us off as is what happened. <laughs> Carthage then goes on to score the next 70 points. <laughs> and so it was two things. Two things. One, excuse me, one... I think the most important play of the game was the um, the throwback touchdown to uh, Kai Horton, mm-hmm. uh, where it was, yeah, Caleb McNew threw to Kai Horton. Uh, it was first and 15 at the Gilmer 18, and they threw the throwback, uh, uh-huh. the throwback screen to, to Kai Horton, um, and he ends up going in there. At that point, it was like, all right, if they get a stop here, mm-hmm. we know which way this game is going. Right. They go out there, and at that point, I believe uh, Gilmer went for it on fourth and two. They reached a 48, went for fourth and two. They weren't able to get it. Carthage takes over five plays later. They're in the end zone on a on a fourth. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. They 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 for, I guess they forced another punt. I guess I forgot. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because what happened? Because then we then, were going. Okay, maybe, maybe. Because <laughs> like. then what happened is that's when next play. That's when Brandon King got his first and first four interceptions. Yep. At that point, and then mm-hmm. it's like, that's a chance. And then they continue. And then it was from there. Brandon King had another interception. He had a pick six. Then a pick six then on pick the six next again. play. And then he had in his the fourth interception spot. in the second half. Uh, and the offense really started churning. Mason Courtney yeah. started running, and it was it was a a, a show. It was a, yeah. it was a show, is what it was. It was an exhibition there for the Carthage mm-hmm. offense. The defense, the defense made one key adjustment. I'm fairly certain. I need to go back and watch the film, mm-hmm. but watching it live, I think they came out in man. Mm-hmm. Um, and they switched and, to and zone, the, and, and the... the screens were killing them. Mm-hmm. The screens were killing them. So they switched to zone, and then basically it was like it was the, over after like that. that was Brand Tenson had to hold the ball for an extra one and a half seconds, mm-hmm. and with the pass rush, he didn't have that, mm-hmm. and then that was basically it. And so it was a Scott Surratt's now eight for eight in title games. Scott Surratt's the greatest high school football coach in Texas high school football history, and that's just the way it is. I mean, I'm sorry, I know I, I said that on Fox, and I got a little bit of pushback, but guys, like he has eight state championships in the last thirteen years. Mm-hmm. I like I like that you brought up the fact of the uh, that touchdown with Kai Horton being mm-hmm. the game changer because I think not only from a score perspective, but I think mentally mm-hmm. that was the okay that like that Gilmer came out with all they had. They threw and their best punch. Mm-hmm, they threw their best punch, and then it was like okay, this is working. Keep doing that. But then you started to see in that moment that almost every single play, Carthage has a different offensive scheme that mm-hmm. they're running with. That how are you supposed to figure out how to stop Carthage, that? Carthage, Carthage, Gilmer comes out there and throws just haymaker, haymaker, haymaker. Yeah. Right? They throw everything they've got, and 14 minutes into the game, it's tied at 14, and you're like. I mean, I know which way this is going. And so. I think that that shows so much, like you said, about Scott Surratt being the best coach because it's one of those things. There are so many teams that wouldn't be able to switch right. their schemes like that. And not only There's are no they able to call it. There's no panic on that sideline. They they execute it perfectly, ne- nearly perfectly yeah. every single time. So that's number five. Number four, Shiner 42 post-20 in the 2A Division one state mm-hmm. championship game. Um, okay, we'll talk a lot about a certain man in a moment, a certain large child. Talk about him in a moment. (laughs) But 
We would be remiss if we did not mention that I do think that um, the injury uh, to Sladen Pittman yes. in the first quarter, I really I, I think that changed the game. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to tell you that Post wins that game because no. I don't know. But I think it's a, it's a much different game. I think they held in really, really well right. after he got injured, but in the long run. Well, this was a that's this was, when it this hurt. was a three phase game. Okay, mm-hmm. this is a three phase game. Phase one is before the Pittman injury. Okay, which is Shiner uh, gets the uh, early touchdown from a Doug Brooks um, hand larceny. Yeah, where he just takes the ball. Well- Takes the ball away, <laughs> knocking over Vince Young's Player of the Year trophy. He just takes the ball away from Sladen Pittman uh-huh. and then hands it to Max Masachek <laughs> and says, here, you score. So it's a, he gets the fumble recovery. But then Post comes back, and they go on an eight-play, 92-yard drive right back there. Bang, hit him. Okay? Miss the extra point. Shiner then comes back, and they go on their own eight-play, 90-yard drive. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's all this back and forth. I believe at that point, I don't know when. I would need to check when Slayton or when Slayton Pittman got hurt. Oh, I know. It was right before the Nathan McDaniel touchdown. Run, yes. Um, I think. So, why is Sarah Merrifield calling me? So, the Pittman – and so that's phase one is before the Pittman injury. Mm-hmm. The next phase is between the Pittman injury and the – and halftime. Yes. Because Post is hanging in there. They were. Post, Post puts Avery Clarkson at, at at quarterback, and they basically start running Wildcat. Mm-hmm. And Shiner has not game plan for this. No. And they're having success. They're kind of torching them. They go on a pair of long touchdown drives, mm-hmm. and this game is 21-20 at half. Yep. This game is 21-20 at half, and we got a ball game. Mm-hmm. A huge credit to Daniel Boddicker and the Shiner uh, staff for going into uh, halftime and coming up with a game plan and saying, "Here's the new offense. Here's how we're right. going to stop it." They hemmed them in and they made them they 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 shrunk the field mm-hmm. in between uh, the hashes. It's like you don't and have it, to do it perfectly, no. but here here are the suggestions that, that you right. need to take. <laughs> but at that point, they changed their game plan and they were able to do that. From there, the offense continued to go. I mean, what do you say about Doug Brooks? Uh, he was a monster out there. He's a meme now. Um, between, I mean, he had three ridiculous viral plays. Yep. Three. The first was taking the ball away from Sladen Pittman, the strip sack, and handing him off for the touchdown. Uh That's one. The second was the block punt. Yes. Which is an incredible play. An incredibly agile play to pounce on that ball in the end zone before it goes out of the back Mm -hmm. to get the touchdown instead of the safety. And it's not like he's a small... Like it's 260. It takes a lot to get that thing Very moving, noble. you know? And then there was the stiff arm from hell. That, he stiff, like, I, I tweeted that he stiff-armed him into a different zip code. I think he might have stiff-armed him, like, into Oklahoma. It's, um, that, it's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a... <sighs> you, I wish you could have heard Oof. Step in the... Has, I was in the, I was in the Fox studios, and I literally just exclaimed... God almighty. I, like, Step stays pretty stinking quiet throughout most of the games. Like, because he's used to being in the press box yeah. atmosphere. You know, like, he does what he's supposed to at that one. He was like, oh, my God. It, like, was, it was ferocious. Which we have to but, say, too, credit to the post player because that mm-hmm. little guy knew he that was he was going to get absolutely obliterated. And he went in full force. He went in there. Like, he has Shout to, to get some credit because he didn't even hesitate or pulled there. back. Like. We, we would also be remiss if we didn't mention the uh, the offensive MVP, which is Dalton Brooks, who is awesome. By the way, junior and sophomore. Yeah. So they're going to be fantastic and, and a handful next year. Anyway, Shiner, 42, post 20 is ranks third. Fourth, rather. Now we're getting to the fireworks factory. Yes. This is tough. Number three... The 2A Division II state championship game. Winthorpe's 22, Mart 21. From a shock perspective, this was the shocker. This was Everything one, else, yeah. there wasn't really an upset. Jim Ned over Hallettsville is not an upset, guys. No. We thought that was a coin flip type the game. The whole time. That's not an upset. Um, one of the games we'll talk about would have been an upset if, if it had been would reversed. Have flipped, but yep. we'll get into that. But this was a true stunner. Mm-hmm. Okay, This is a true stunner. We talked with Coach Chris Tackett earlier about an incredible game plan they came up with to stymie Mart, to get Mart off balance, Mm -hmm. and to maintain, he said, make them earn every yard. And 
that's the thing, is that basically, Mart had one big play. Mm-hmm. One big play, and it was the long 60-something-yard touchdown run. It was 65-yard touchdown for 65, free. yeah. He got out, he got out loose, and he got, he got out there. But the defense held them in it. And the defense helped them hang around. This game was 14-7, Winthorst. Uh, and it was 14, 14 up at half. Mart scores uh, in, in the third quarter, goes up 21-14, and you're thinking, man, is Winthorpe going to have a chance? Are they going to be able to drive? Because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. They're not a big play offense. Nope. They are three yards in a cloud of dust. They grind you out. So they get the ball back with four minutes left on their own 25 mm-hmm. uh, as they stop Mart on fourth down as, as Mart drops a touchdown pass on fourth down. And they go on a 13-play 75-yard drive mm-hmm. that is going to be remembered in Winthorst forever. Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. They pick up two fourth downs. I believe they converted another three third downs to march their way down the field. They cap it on Cy Belcher's touchdown run. Then, I, I exclaimed for the second, for the first time, I guess, for the first time at Fox. Because mm-hmm. Winthorst misses the extra point. And... I literally screamed no. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm rooting for Winthorst, obviously. But, but because, because... what that does to that poor I, kicker. I don't... I, I couldn't... I couldn't... Nope. Maybe it's, maybe it's me being a dad, but it's like, I'm just thinking like, no. No, 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 no. You Not never like want like a seven, 16, 17-year-old kid... To own that. To have to go mm-hmm. through that pain mm-hmm. of knowing mm-hmm. he had the one job. But... He got a second chance. Mart's offsides. <laughs> Mart's offsides. And so we talk with Chris Tackett. He gets this wry smile on his face on the sideline. And they go for two. And they basically run like a double wing play. Uh, where It was interesting and, and, at the line. Uh, and I think I need to go back. I want to watch this play a couple more times. I think Mart's misaligned. Mm-hmm. And Mart doesn't have a timeout. So I can't call timeout. Mart is misaligned. And the right side is wide open. They flex... They motioned Kyle Wolf out, and Kyle Wolf has killed Mart on this drive. Mm-hmm. And you're and and my first thought is, they're gonna run a little slant, Hit. yep, a little slant right there, and he's gonna have it. Instead, they go, they they take your eye off that, or they take your eye off mm-hmm. of where the actual strength of the formation is, which is on the right side, side. Mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, there's the guy, there's the guy. Cy Belcher is, or Ethan Belcher is just. No, nobody's in his, in his in You his know what we should have asked? Code. We should have asked if he had run that play all year or if they yeah. have been saving that for cuz he yeah. said he said his team knew through and through exactly what play they were going to run. So that's one of those you know they're working on it at yeah. least once a practice just so, to have it in their back pocket. And so Winthorpe pulls the stunner. They take down Mart 22-21. They dethrone the three-time defending state champs and what a way to kick off the 11-man action at AT&T. Yeah. It's the third best game of the weekend. And I'll be honest, when that game happened, I'm already in my mind going, well, I know we're doing the segment on Monday. So that's probably one. So there's number one. There's number one. And then and then Thursday came and, and it was Thursday like, whoo, buddy. <laughs> number two. I told you this tough. Yeah. 3A Division two. Canadian Fra- uh, 35, Franklin 34. Okay. This game, the reason, the reason that this is second is because for long stretches of this game... It wasn't super interesting. Um, I mean, it was back and forth, back and forth a little bit. But, like, Franklin was up, or uh, rather, um, Canadian goes up 21-7 early in the third quarter. And, and you're thinking, thinking, and you're thinking, goodbye. That's probably it. Yeah, they're that's waving the right flag at this one. Franklin comes back. They score. Um, they, they come back and they, they mount the drive. They get a long Cespillar touchdown run. Whole starting opening up, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think Canadian, I'd love to talk to Kenny about it. I think they started to wear down. Mm-hmm. Because Franklin was really dominating up front, and the, and and Seth Spiller suddenly these two three yard carries were turned into forty yard carries. Seth Spiller they, is a he's hoss. A, he's a hoss. He's, he's a hoss. awesome. <laughs> so he runs for a fifty three yard touchdown run, and then we get to the fireworks factory, which is the final eight minutes of this game, which had five touchdowns in the final eight minutes of the game. Capped started with Seth Spiller's three yard touchdown run um, on a th- that caps a ninety eight yard drive mm-hmm. that takes six thirty four off the clock and with eight ten left we're tied at twenty one. Canadian comes back six plays later in a minute forty three they're back up twenty eight twenty seven on eight or twenty eight twenty one on a long Hayes Huffstetler run. Yes. Who again I think Franklin started to wear down too because the Hayes Huffstetler run started going. Start, yep. Okay. 
Back comes Franklin. Six plays, 232. Seth Spiller touchdown run. We're tied at 28. Franklin gets a stop. Yep. Franklin gets the ball back. And then. And, you get, and with a minute two left, they run the throwback. They hand the ball to Braden Smith, who turns and fires to Seth. Or I'm sorry, they hand the ball to Seth Spiller. Spiller. Who fires to the freshman, Braden mm-hmm. Smith, who hauls it in with a minute left. And 34-28, extra point doink. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and that extra point doinked. And I looked at the score, score bug. Mm-hmm. And six points. And Canadian had three timeouts and a minute. minute left. And yep. I'm like, oh, uh-oh. God, yeah. The moment the doink happened, we all went silent. <laughs> Two plays. Josh Caldwell drops back. They started, and, and it's funny. It's funny how you remember things. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting there, and they are they run for four yards in the first play. Or uh, six yards in the first play. Yes. And I'm going... You guys got to hurry up. You guys got to hurry up. Like, they're running up. They're, they're going up the line, but it's with urgency, but not, like, hurry. Right. And and then they're, like, shifting all around in this. And it, it dawned on me. I'm like, they got the shot. Mm-hmm. Like, they know it. They they have it dialed up. Yep. And sure enough, Josh Colwell hits Reagan Cochran for a 52-yard touchdown pass to take the lead with 28 seconds left. They hold off a late Franklin heave and... Canadian wins 35-34 in a certified banger. I A certified, I'm putting the stamp on it. Yep. I can say I think that that, that that throwback pass that they did, that Franklin did to to go up with a minute left, I think that was my favorite play of the weekend. It I was, really do because it he, like he he starts coming out and and it's like and and, and they run tell, a slot T offense like so that's what made it so much better. <laughs> you can tell, you can tell like whenever they do that, you can always tell like with the guy the way guys are running and holding the uh-huh. ball. He got two steps before I'm like he's throwing throwing it. it. Yep, <laughs> and I mean the thing about it was I mean it's a slot T offense. You have your running back that has literally been the workhorse of this team for mm-hmm. the entirety of the game, especially in the second half. He's tired. He breaks out, and we're going okay. And then the pass was a dime. If you go back and watch like the slow motion replay of that, it falls right in the basket, and we were yeah. just like. Holy cow, which Step called that play, by the way. I'll say that. Step goes, it's a slot T. They, they've got one more trick play. Like, they've got one more trick pass play, and then he does it. And Step goes, I called it. <laughs> Astonishing. A, an incredible game, an incredible game. Uh, and by the so way, good. a game we thought was a mismatch. Yes, we a thought Canadian. Mismatch. We thought Canadian was going to run away and hide. And especially when they went up 21-7, I'm like, this is one-way traffic. Mm-hmm. But what an incredible game from both those squads. But that leaves one. Number one. When you thought it couldn't get any crazier. A Division One state championship game. Jim Ned 29, Hallettsville 28. And this game, this game had everything, okay? This game had an individual superstar. Because mm-hmm. if you weren't a believer in Jonathan Brooks coming into this game, uh, I don't know how you watch that game and, and, and not be a con. He had, at, like, at one point in the second quarter, he had more yards rushing than Jim Ned has ever total offensive he yards. ran for two i want to say 299 he ran for 299 yeah he gained 300 and then lost one so three 299 and, and three touchdowns um he was a monster mm-hmm. out there and he was absolutely incredible in this game and hallettsville jumps out 21 nothing mm-hmm. with five minutes ago in the second quarter and and i'm starting to think well we got our two bangers we had Winthor Smart, and we had Canadian Franklin. Mm-hmm. We had our two bangers. The most important play of the game was the Jim Ned, the Tate Yardley to Zach Henderson touchdown with, 30, uh, with 59 seconds left mm-hmm. in the in the first half. Yep. Because they go up 21-7, and especially with Hallettsville getting the ball to start the second half, yes. getting that little juice. Because here's the thing. If he, let's just say, um, uh, Zach Henderson drops that pass, mm-hmm. okay? Mark gets the ball, or uh, Hallsville gets the ball back. They go in half, 21 nothing. They come out the second half. They run, like, Jonathan Brooks breaks a touchdown run. Mm-hmm. It's 28 nothing. That's balking. That's yeah. it. I'm sorry. Like, if, I, 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 I give a lot of credit to the gym that kids for fighting, but if they go up 28 nothing. In the in the second half, especially scoring on the first on the first probably, drive of the third quarter, that would have been just heartbreaking. That's really hard to come back. From. Yeah. Okay. Jim Ned starts making some defensive adjustments and start mm-hmm. bottling up Zach, uh, Jonathan Brooks. They get another touchdown pass from Zach Anderson. Jim Ned 
then ties the game with four minutes left in the game on Tate Yardley's third touchdown pass of the game. He finds Brayden Lewis for the touchdown. And um, and then they, they kind of trade possessions in the final couple minutes where it looks like, oh, both of them are going to win. Yep. But then they don't. They go to overtime. Jonathan Brooks does his part. Mm-hmm. He carries the ball, I think, all four times. Um, and runs in for a four-yard touchdown run. And that was a that was a much more difficult run than what yeah. it looked like. Like if he you really was, go back and watch he was it, fighting through tackles, and he was wearing down. I think you yeah. can see he was getting he tired was because tired. he carried the ball thirty-six times. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they were not easy runs. No. Any of them. And by the way, the name we haven't mentioned yet is Xavier Wishart. Mm-hmm. But Xavier Wishart was uh, he came alive in the second half. Yep. He came alive. And they started running the ball really well. That kid was a workhorse. He ran the ball 35 times for 186 yards, and what ended up being the touchdown in overtime. Mm-hmm. He runs for a set. He breaks 17-yard touchdown run, powers him. And no, touch the touchdown Fanning, in overtime was the no, it was, it was, Wishart. was the fade. That was a touchdown. That was a two-point. Uh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because Matt Fanning mm-hmm. holds up two fingers. Yep. So let's go for it. And he even mentioned it in the post-game interview. He said, we saw Winthorst, and we talked about that. We were like, if we have that opportunity, we're going to do it. Do it, yeah. Sure enough. And it's a really interesting play call mm-hmm. because what they do is they basically get they get uh, uh, Zach Henderson out in single coverage on the outside, and they hard count him. Mm-hmm. They hard count him. Houtsville does jump. Houtsville jumps. And so they've got a free play. Mm-hmm. That is – I, I – you have to think that's all part of one cohesive unit. Right. And I, I, w- I would need to go back and see if they have a timeout left. But if they have a timeout left, I don't know. I don't think that they did. Do they not? Be, I don't think so. So I could be wrong on that. So I wonder, like, because that's basically like a gotcha play. Mm-hmm. Is like, we're going we're gonna to try to draw you off sides. Mm-hmm. And if not, if, if they do, basically the center's going to snap it no matter what. And then, and then you run the fade. Yeah. It ends up working to perfection, however it was. But I'd be interested to see what the play call is if they don't jump. Mm-hmm. I'd be very interested in that. I'll well, ask Matt and at some point. But we were, yeah, we were kind of like with the Winthorpe one. We were going, go for it, absolutely go for it, right here. A little bit more hesitant with this one, just mm-hmm. because the way that the the like tea leaves were reading off of that game is just. I mean, they had worn down Brooks, yeah, and it's like. Ooh, I, are you going to risk it with this one? It's a when... little bit, yeah. It's a little bit, it, the momentum had kind of shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. I hate the word momentum, but it, it kind of like, like Jim Ned was feeling themselves at that point. They but at were, the same time, yeah. you roll the dice, yeah. comes up. It worked. And comes up sevens, and, and it's a touchdown. It's a two-point conversion in the state championship, the first in school history for, for Jim Ned and company. And, I mean, this game was incredible. This was an incredible chess match back and forth. Unbelievable. Um. I thought both defenses actually played pretty well. Mm-hmm. I know that I know it's not going to show up in that game because there, you know, there's more than 700 yards total offense. But I thought both defenses played pretty well, mm-hmm. and um, each just, of them played well for for a half that they needed to play right. a half in, you know. And and just an incredible game, like an like a, an instant classic. Yeah. There and it's funny because I think those three, and I would even lump those four mm-hmm. lump Shiner post in there. I think you had four. Games you're going to see replayed on Fox Sports Southwest, like for the next couple of years. Yeah. Because I think you had four outstanding football games mm-hmm. there within that 27 hour span. So there you go. That is UIL State ranked. <laughs> I went with number seven, Argyle over Lindale, number six, Sterling City over Maine, number five, Carthage over Gilmer, number four, po- Shiner over Post, number three, Winthorst over Mart, number two, Canadian over Franklin, number one, Jim Ned over Hallettsville in overtime. That's my opinion. I think you can shuffle. I think you. To me, I think you've got two groups of three. Mm-hmm. I think you've got the the, the, the two 4A games and the 1A game that you can put in any order you want. Yep. And you've got the top three in the Winthors, Canadian, and Jim Ned. Mm-hmm. And then I think Shiner Post is pretty clearly like right in the middle. Right. It's a different category. Yes, I agree. As I was going to say, the one, like when I first looked at your list, I was thinking I could be torn either way going with uh, Canadian Franklin. Canadian Franklin at three. Jim that Jim that Houseville gets the gets the nod because it was super entertaining mm-hmm. throughout. Right. Canadian Franklin got wild, wild. in the final yeah. eight minutes. If you're yeah, when you That's, that was my tiebreaker, but they're really right. close. Yeah. Really, really Those close. Are all three all... of those games are really close. So mm-hmm. anyway, there it is. Now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, final thoughts. Um, not really much from the comments. I will say this. That was kinda like what we mentioned earlier, is all right. 
now we're done with small school ball. I know there's a lot of questions in here about 5 and 6A. Yeah. We are now completely transitioned. We, it wouldn't have been right for us not to recap the state we championship. Gotta, we got to do that. So, Don't worry. Tomorrow we're doing a lot of 6A, 5A talk. Yeah. Don't worry. A lot of 6A, 5A talk tomorrow. But I wanted to make sure we give the small school state championships their spotlight today. Yep. So there you go. So tune in tomorrow for 6A, 5A talk. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to the head coach of the 2A Division II state champion, Winthorst Trojans, Coach Chris Tackett, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.